I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm here to see a man about a frog. <laughs> 50 frogs. No, there's enough of them in the garden, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's a lovely day, isn't it? Fantastic. Frogs. Piss and rain. Cold, just an average, average right. summer day. I'm good, how are you? Great, I haven't seen your name. I know, it's been a long time. God, this place is just amazing. It's just so bubbling with life. Birds, bird feeders, loads of birds. Yeah, crazy amount. And frogs everywhere. We're just getting into the shed now because it's pissing rain. Warm in here. Wow. Yeah, I put on uh, Listen to those birds. Yeah, so we've starlings. Um, wow. House sparrows. We're trying to get tits in my garden. Right. <laughs> As hang always. On, hang on, hang on. I have to get that again. <laughs> Sorry. What was that you were trying to get in your garden? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we've starlings. We've sparrows and. Uh, I'm trying to get tits into the garden. Isn't every boy? Every boy is trying to get tits into his garden, but. Um, <laughs> it, for some reason I don't think I'm using the right mix but I, I've been talking to some of my Twitcher friends and they've um, said to get uh, Niger seed stuff like that so I'm going to give fancy. it a go fancy yeah fancy um, so the last month essentially since we were out with the badgers everything's decided to have babies so I've had <laughs> newts axolots the horn frogs have metamorphosed into, into or tadpoles have metamorphosed into frogs and then looking at the ponds getting built around parks and stuff for the herpetological site. So, crazy couple of weeks. That's amazing though. Yeah, that's good. You know, it's a good complaint. I'm yeah. not, it's just, um, yeah, apologies for not being able to attend to our Crittercast clientele out yeah. there and our lovely listeners. So, are you going to show me your horned frogs? Come yes. On. Here, I've got one. So, so, you're taking up another container. Now, I look, so this guy is, I don't even know how big, two inches? Yeah, inch and a half. I suppose, yeah. So the last time I saw these guys, they were actually tadpoles. Tadpoles. Yeah, isn't it gorgeous colour though? Stunning. Peppermint, so, peppermint green. green, blotches of brown, but they're outlined in almost gold. And then there's that typical Pac-Man frog shape, which is a big blob. Yeah. And the front bit is the face. Yep. Just That's exactly it. Gorgeous. And we'll snap at anything that goes in front of his face. So I have to be very careful. So but tell they're me. They're doing well now. You can see there's some runs in the litter. Right. 
You're lifting up another container and there's a, some that are a little bit smaller. Yeah, well, there's a nice... There's another one in another container. You see what I have on the top of the containers as well? Is that a date? That's all the dates of the feeds. Yeah. So I have a, a record. Of, oh, there's a lovely uh, one, the Albinos. What do you oh, think right. of that? Oh, that's like, a, like a, a very light green. Yeah. And then the blotches are almost red. Yeah, Very pretty. beautiful. Yeah. So how often do you feed these guys? So it used to be every second day or something like that. But now it's like they're onto little mice. So They're onto uh, little mice? Mm-hmm. Pinky mice. Seriously, like yeah. they're only an inch and a half big. I know, but at this stage they should be eating all our frogs. And obviously really? I can't, pr- yeah. our pr- frogs are protected. In a lot of countries there's so many frogs you could just go out and pick them. So the next best thing I suppose is a, is, is a mouse. And mm. it also means they can feed them. Once a week, every four oh, days, okay. which is not too bad. Mm. Just to fatten them up. And then once they're big enough, then a solid diet of big fat crickets. Right. Because you can kind of lead the crickets in with them a little bit more. Look at the colours on this guy. Look at those brown. Beautiful. Just stunning colours. I'm supposed to be selling these. And <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Does Mrs. Ruth? Ennis know oh, that She's yet? going mental. She's like, when, when are you going to sell them? To pay for our electricity bills. Oh, one just oh, hopped out. Okay. Oh dearie me! Now, Jesus, they're fast. You have to be careful. Yeah. So the containers they're in are pretty small. Are they like? Would they normally just sit? To stop that. Right. But would they normally just sit around in the wild and and that's eat what things? They're they're ambush predators, like we were saying. So, so they, so they just sit. sit. They bury themselves down and they sit in a, in their little um, little hole they make and wait for things to pass by so what you're doing now you're just going back and forth checking the containers Sorry, you're I'm opening just, them up just and looking trying at to how find, big they are yeah I'm just seeing how 50 containers there. 50 plus yeah Jesus it's, um, it's it's brilliant sorry I keep going away from the microphone it's brilliant but uh, it's very very time consuming as I you can bet, imagine as you can imagine remind me in the wild they would have how many months to actually go from fertilised eggs oh, it into depends on the heat or it depends on the amount of rain that falls but they can metamorphose in a couple of weeks oh. which is incredible yeah. like you know and in their natural environment there'd be loads of other horned frogs around loads of other species of frogs mm. and they're just eating everything mm. and they'll get ba- they'll get big very very fast mm-hmm. like they'll treble their size in in three weeks wow. they'll just get huge so and they'll have a couple of months to mm. get that big mm. the puddles might dry out and kill the tadpoles but mm. once they're turned into frogs they can hang around a lot longer they could have months to get really fat really big mm. and then bury themselves and then be ready for the next uh, mm. breeding season so yeah Cool. Um, yeah, um, I, it's it's been a mad experience, and I really enjoyed it. But I'm 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 <laughs> wiped out because it's it's an at least an hour every evening taking out their poo because their poo is dis- <laughs> disgusting, and you have to get it out of their cage because they're in the, or in their little small tubs that they're in. You can't have waste in there with them, so that has to be taken out, and then they have to be fed because if they're not fed, they'll lose weight really fast and deteriorate, and you'll lose them then. We were going to talk about snakes. Snakes. Yeah, the silent assassins, the the thing that everybody's afraid of. Why are we afraid of snakes? With good reason, I would say, because our great 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 grandfathers and grandmothers survived to reproduce because they were afraid of snakes. We're part of the ape family, so our ancestors would have definitely been predated on by large right. snakes. So, 
and you see um even if you put a dummy snake in front of like monkeys and and chimps nowadays yeah. they'll do their alarm calls and freak out yeah. so i suppose that that uh, fear is still ingrained in us you know it's a very deep one yeah a very deep and beside me on my left now is a beautiful snake what am i looking at that's uh, xerxes and that is a royal python and the, the colour is amazing. The patterns are... Yeah. I don't even know how to describe. They're sort of blotched. I describe it as kind of a forest floor pattern. Mm. You can imagine if he's in a pile mm. of leaves, he'd be pretty hard to spot, yeah. you know? So different patches of colour that break up the outline of his body and that would blend in with the colours of the, exactly. the litter exactly. on the forest floor. Exactly. And his head is just sort of... He's sort of looking at you longingly. Is it dinner time or something? It is dinner time. And I have some... Now, I know. If you're not <laughs> comfortable, you don't have to do this. But I'm I very did, comfortable. I did... Um, I did thaw out some mice we can okay. throw in some later on yeah, okay. just to see the action and yeah. yeah I don't know if you've seen how fast they can whack things out of it but uh, no. it's impressive so yeah so there's like snakes are one of those again misunderstood creatures and demonised but uh, an incredible animal considering that they're just a tube basically yeah. they're a tube yeah. tubular body they've uh, only one functioning lung they, really? Yeah, because like as they evolved, they stretched out one lung and kind of packed the other one away. Same with one of their kidneys. Huh. They they can shrink and grow their internal organs as they ingest food or wow. if they're not eaten. They have detachable jaws that will kind of stretch out and swallow food that is like twice as big as their head or three times as big as their head. I'd love to have that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They actually, do you know how they swallow things? That People always ask me, they're like, how does a snake swallow like uh, an antelope or whatever? So a big African rock pipe catches an antelope. Wow. And how does he, so he'll grab onto that, obviously constrict it, which is basically smothering it to death, squeezing and squeezing until the heart stops. Wow. Then, up to the head of the animal, because mm. it'll always go head first. That means horns, hoofs and four will slide down the way you want it to and wow. not go against your throat. Then the trick is to not choke him to death on this massive antelope burger you're eating <laughs> is to have a muscular windpipe. So your muscular windpipe sticks out the side of your mouth like a cigar and it actually flexes and breathes. If you can imagine, yeah, it's very cool to see. You'll probably be able, if you're listening to this and you you want to see it, Google it or look at it on YouTube, a snake windpipe, and you'll see it comes outside the mouth. So the big animals being walked basically into the mouth by the, by the snake's reversed fangs and just slowly walking itself over as this tube sticks outside and goes like Darth Vader no. so it's really really awesome to see like you know wow yeah snakes are around since just after the dinosaurs just just after creation yeah yeah <laughs> it's when when God created man and woman Um. No, they've been around for a long time. They're around at the same times of the dinosaurs. So they're very small, mm. um, inconspicuous little animals that kind of had to hide away in the undergrowth and didn't want to be out and spotted, obviously, because uh, it would be a bad thing back then with those big turkeys walking around. Um, <laughs> they had legs at one stage. Did they? So they are tetrapods, like us all. Like they, they, oh. they would be considered tetrapods still. Yeah. They would have been very much like skinks or the the legless lizards nowadays. That that they that's a case of convergent evolution. Two animals again that do the same thing and look the same. 
legless scissors look like snakes but they're not snakes they just do the same thing in, in similar environments mm-hmm. so what happened is over time when you're in the undergrowth well there's two theories on this when you're in the undergrowth there's one of them that your legs become a hindrance so over time they get smaller and smaller and then you realise you can use your ribs or your belly the muscles along your ribs to propel yourself hence mm-hmm. you lose your legs mm-hmm. another theory is the aquatic theory that snakes because they're very closely related to mosasaurs which are the giant aquatic reptiles that are around at the time of the dinosaurs think Jurassic World the latest film that was a mosasaur a lot of people think that snakes were aquatic animals and that's how they evolved that undulating movement that they used to, to swim and basically they adapted it to land so they can swim across the land. Mm. So yeah, that's that's pretty much the story of their evolution. People who argue against the evolution, I love to point out the fact that snakes still have, a certain species of snakes still have their little back legs. Do they? Yeah, so I'm going to show you now. Oh wow. This is my snake hook. So you're opening the container. Now, the reason the I hook. give him a okay. little tap on the head is to remind him that I am not food. Okay. You're taking out this... Don't be afraid. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nothing's ever happened to me in here. <laughs> no, exactly, yeah. Beautiful. So and you're craving this gorgeous snake. So, there you go. You Can you see Can you see what, what it's doing there, holding, by the way? You're holding him up there and he's flicking his tongue in yeah, and out. Yeah, and he's also got his neck in an S position. Yeah. Which means that he's a little bit scared. Okay. Now, relaxed. Okay, so he's, he's extended his deck there. Exactly. So you just kind of give him a few seconds. Now, if you look here. You're holding uh, at the back of his. Oh, the ba- right at the back towards his tail. Yeah. Little, See? Like a little tiny little uh, hook or something. Tiny little hook. It's called spores. Ah. And the males of these, uh, of this species will use it to rake the female. Yeah. As in like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and there's the snake. Uh, there's the snake's tail from that point on, from the vent on, is yeah. its actual tail about three inches. Yeah, so you think and it looks quite different. It does, doesn't it? You can see where it breaks off. So the hips are actually here. All right. And then the tail comes on. I'd know? never have thought of a snake having hips. Yeah, it's yes. mad because they like you have to remember, uh, like boards, I suppose as well. People don't think of boards as being like yeah. four-legged animals, but yeah. they're just their legs turned into wings. And, yeah, you know, but you're just holding that snake now, and his head is just moving around. It's like the the snakes, the plastic snakes we used to have when we were kids. Remember, you just yes, hold them and they move the in that S shape. Yeah, deadly, isn't it? He's beautiful. So and the, the underside, of, the underside of him is very light. It's almost it's white. Yes. So the 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 tops, you can see the scales. Don't be worrying; he will never bite. Okay. So the uh, the scales on the top. Can I feel him. Yep. Oh, so lovely and beautiful, dry and and yeah. beautiful. So the scales on a snake are very tough. Yeah. And in a lot of, the, most snakes, they're quite waterproof as well. So yeah. that's why snakes do so well in deserts. Like uh-huh. they do well everywhere. Uh-huh. They're basically all over the planet, bar the poles, mm-hmm. Ireland, Iceland and Hawaii and a few of the other uh, Pacific and Atlantic islands because they just didn't get there. Yeah. But um and again, while you're talking, he's just moving, he's moving and moving around. In that beautiful, like the movements are so elegant. See the way he's pushing himself along. See that? Yeah, he's that's, moving into the into the container now and pushing yeah. himself. Along. And that's he's using his muscles mm. that are attached to his ribs. Mm. So he's got about four hundred ribs, mm. and they're all attached to a muscle. And each one of them can the rib that at the top where it's along the spine can slightly rotate, ah. and that gives it the ability to push almost like a the caterpillar tracks on a tank. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, they do great. They really do well in deserts. Right. Deserts kind of have the most species of snakes and the biggest number of those species. Mm. He sort of slid himself back into his container. Oh, that's his home. Yeah, yeah. he's very content in there. And now he needs some leaves, um, some new leaves, which I have a bag of, but it got wet today and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to get him too damp. Sorry, remind me again what he is. He's a royal python or a ball python. The legend about royal pythons is that Cleopatra would adorn herself with them when she held court because she would have known that they're not venomous. But if you're a Roman general coming in to see her in the in the court, you'd be like, holy shit, this yoke's <laughs> a lunatic. But yeah. Um, so so these guys are constrictors. Constrictors, yeah. yeah. So there's the, the venomous snakes, which are the vipers, uh, the cobras, all that, all those fanged snakes, the rear fanged snakes as well, and then you have the constrictors, which are like the rat snakes, the pythons, and the boas. Mm. So yeah, my knowledge and speciality is really constrictors. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm thinking we should get somebody in who specialises in in um, venomous snakes sometime because mm. they're a, a really interesting subject and I wouldn't be able to do them justice mm. but uh, yeah they're a very cool thing obviously I don't want to keep venomous snakes in and around the house because mm. it's too risky mm-hmm. uh, with kids and my uh, fondness for Guinness <laughs> <laughs> hello <laughs> snap I gone love you. <laughs> yeah, I love you you're the best snake <laughs> So they're flicking in that, that tongue in and out and that's yeah. actually smelling, isn't it? Yay, very good. Yeah, so they have the nostrils on the top of their head mm-hmm. but the sense of smell that they use is their tongue. And the tongue is tasting in stereo so there's two mm. points on it. Mm-hmm. The points of that retract back into the head into an organ which has two balls either side of it. That's called a Jacobson organ. And as the tongue goes back into the head the two tips touch off the two balls either side and that means if there is a mouse over to the left of us here and that snake is hungry Mm. uh, it sticks out its tongue and where it will taste mouse on the left hand side the fork and it will move over to the left it might go too far Mm. stick out the tongue again and it will taste it maybe slightly more to right and then it will zone in using that method until it knows exactly where the prey is. Mm. So that means that even snakes that live on islands with bird colonies or uh, that has attacked a, a mouse or a rat and gotten its eyes ripped out, which happens a lot with snakes because their prey isn't just going to sit there and, and go happily down the belly. So they might lose their eyes, but they'll still be able to hunt mm. very efficiently using their forked tongue. Mm-hmm. I can see how... You know, animals build up this reputation vis-a-vis humans because we get freaked out about certain things because mm-hmm. they look different the way we look. And uh, the eyes are quite... There's no pupils in them that I can see. They all just look like the one colour. It's like brown enamel. Yeah. So they do, they do actually have pupils. And, oh, do they? Uh, yeah. Um, 
the reason why they, they look quite glossy is because they don't have eyelids they mm. don't have uh, the ability to blink they have a, a monocle basically a scale that goes over their eye that comes off I have one here behind that I thought you might find interesting so look how well prepared I am Blue hey. Peter Collie huh? here's one I made earlier hey this is a snake skin yeah, that's been awesome, shed it? it's amazing so if you look so here, you're just showing me the head on this, this uh, shed snake skin so it's like an empty snake there you go isn't that oh, right? Yeah, little, yeah, that's like uh, goggles. Yeah. So before the snake uh, sheds, you will see its eyes get quite milky, uh. like grey. And even if you have a very friendly pet snake, they get very cranky around that time because you can imagine they can't really see that well, less than they normally could see. And some snakes even have bad eyes, say, as it is. But anybody approaching them at that stage could be perceived as being a threat. So... They get milky eyes and then about two days later they'll rub their bottom jaw on their nose mm -hmm. off an object in their cage. I have objects obviously in all their cages mm -hmm. that they can rub their nose off and then it just splits the, the skin and then it comes off like if you can imagine taking off uh, a stocking. Mm -hmm. I said stocking Which you can imagine. it's a very easy <laughs> image for me to imagine being the depraved man that I am but no it's like it's like taking off a sock or a stocking yeah. literally peels back off the skin and you can see the scales coming off and you get this inside out lovely snake skin and for some reason they always shit in it it's mad I don't know why oh, so it's inside out yeah that's inside out because it would have been it would have been uh, and yeah for some reason I find a lot of the times they seem to do a, a nice big poo wow. after they're done so it looks papery but and it's you can feel it there. It sounds papery, yeah. but it's more like more like plastic. It is. It's a very strange feeling. Thing. Do you see the difference in the top scales and the bottom scales? Yeah. So the bottom scales are like big, yeah, flat it, ones, flat yeah. ones, and then the top are tiny little honeycomb shaped. They're gorgeous. The bottom scales that go across the belly, they get big as a snake grows. Mm. So you could actually tell what size it is if you find these massive scales on the ground yeah. if you're out in the field you'll know there's a big snake around wow. whereas the top ones tend to stay small regardless of the size of the snake they won't get much bigger like you know yeah. how often do they shed well like it depends on as they're grown they can and how they're feeding and you know but mm -hmm. I, 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 generally about once a month I find really yeah once every few months wow it's uh, and is it a thing that they're growing great. and they're shedding or what is it when they're, when they're growing up they are yeah. but also when they're fully grown they have to shed because first of all they can't blink so they have to have those eyes and their their skin is that protective coating for them they go through a lot of different environments depending on the species but be it sand or through jungles they're picking up mites they're mm. picking up parasites mm. when they shed them off mm. goodbye that's it gone Amazing. so it's a great system it really yeah. is again these tubular shaped bodies that you think would be a stupid design for nature have conquered land trees they can climb vertically up uh, trees with no branches no problem they can fly you have gliding snakes from southeast asia species of snakes that can flatten their body climb up to the top of a tree flatten their body out like a a, a jet airplane wing but in an s shape mm. and they'll zoom down they can go up to 100 meters so it's an wow. incredible feat to think that this tuber body they can jump mm. sea snakes have conquered the ocean in the tropical regions they can't live obviously in the colder seas because mm. they are cold-blooded animals but mm. sea snakes do really well in tropical regions so again for that seemingly daft shaped body they've done incredibly well as a, a species you know
So this is where we go back to basics for Colette. Okay. Warm-blooded, cold-blooded. Yeah, okay. Explain the difference. Well, I mean, warm-blooded, where we produce heat by the food we eat. We're basically, we're, we're uh, a fast-burning engine. So our food, we have to constantly take in proteins and carbohydrates and all that good stuff. So we generate the heat that gets us moving and snakes and other cold-blooded animals have to take that, absorb it. Yeah, so they absorb it from sun, rocks, you know, all that kind of heat that's external to their body that they'll take on board. That'll be their energy that they'll use to propel themselves. They would use one-fifth of the energy we would use. Some snake species can go up to two years without eating. Really? Yep. So, I mean, it's an incredibly, incredibly efficient way of existing. Mm. A snake this size can eat a decent meal once a month. Mm. You compare it to a mammal of the same size, it'd be long gone. Yeah. You know, it's it's a really cool system. The fact that it's worked for so many creatures, for so many reptiles and amphibians mm. for so long shows that it is a very efficient system yeah. how uh, long is this snake now and how old is he uh, Xerxes came to me uh, <laughs> I didn't name him uh, a friend of mine Brendan actually was kind of moving out of his, his house so he was going into a place where one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plushcare PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We couldn't take snakes, so I took Xerxes on board um, about seven years ago. Okay. He must be well into his his teens at this mm. stage. How long would you expect him to? 25, 30 years really? for a snake in, that in human size. Care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and again with the appropriate conditions in the appropriate size enclosure and with a bit of exercise they do great mm. I suppose we should touch on a recent event that happened um, there was a a snake that was handed in to me last week that was found in a national park in Ireland and it was a Burmese python which is the largest one of the largest species of snake on the planet and it was a, a big girl who had been abandoned by her owners and she was in an awful state and had dumped to, yeah and eventually died unfortunately she'd been attacked by animals in the wild oh. and all sorts of things that had happened so again as we've said before on the podcast it's great and we I would encourage anybody to get uh, animals provided provided that you're going to give them the proper care and take them on for life 
I mean, whatever possessed somebody to dump a large tropical animal in the middle of Ireland in the freezing cold, because it's always cold here, I don't know. And it makes me very angry, to be honest with you, because it gives everybody who cares for these animals a bad name. It's incredibly cruel and horrible, drawn-out death for, for animals like that. And, uh, yeah, whoever did it was a fucking dickhead, to be honest with you. So, um, yeah. yeah, I just... Um, I'd appeal to anybody if you're thinking about getting an animal just to make sure that you know you're definitely going to be able to keep it forever mm. because I mean there's so many animals that just outlive us to a huge degree like you have a lot of tortoises and yeah. their lifespan could be beyond 80 my, yeah my grandkids could be looking after them you know which and is bizarre have... to think you know but yeah. anyway enough lecturing from yeah. me I'm just looking at Xerxes. He was moving there in circles and it's just so mesmerising that it is gorgeous. I find him so, uh, I don't know what it is about snakes. I find him really relaxing to be around. Well, he's just come to rest there and now his head has popped up again. But he's, he's beautiful. Like his little head is really yeah. cute. Here, talk about cute. Come on. How about <gasps> this then? Tiny little snake. That's oh, for God's sake. Piggy. Is that a... Is that a uh, hognose. Hognose. Hognose snake. And they're aptly named. You can see they have this little... Pig nose, basically, on a snake. It's very, it's very strange little creature. This is an albino, obviously. It doesn't have the natural colours, but they'd be brown. A foot long? Yeah, uh, she's probably just a little under that. Yeah. Mm. She's looking at us, going, "What the fuck?" Yeah, exactly. Can you see her grey eyes? Grey eyes, yeah. yeah so she's about to shed. All right. Yeah, uh, because she's been having a very hungry couple of weeks now. <laughs> that her his? Yeah. So that's the behaviour of a. A cranky hognose is typical of them. She's pretending that she... So they have two ways of trying to defend themselves. They, uh, it's an amazing sound. Yeah, it's gorgeous, isn't it? Um, they can pretend that they're big and bold like she's doing here. Um, just getting her with the hook now. Yeah, I just want to make sure I don't freak her out too much. And you've got her in your hand and she's writhing. Yeah. So there's this hissing thing and then there's playing dead. So they'll play dead by... Opening their mouth real wide like a cartoon character and sticking the tongue out the side of their head no. and rolling on their back. No. It's hilarious. This little cranky, she ain't playing dead. Cra- cranky so-and-so has never played dead She's on She's not her. doing it now. She doesn't care. And then the other thing she will do is actually give you a nip. Um, these are venomous, but they're rear-fanged venomous. What's that mean? It means that their fangs are right in the back of their mouth, so they have to get a good mm. chomp onto you to mm-hmm. really get some. There's a lot of uh, venomous snakes would be rear fanged. They'd have to bite numerous times on their prey huh. um, and get a real good chew on them to kind of to get that venom in. Mm-hmm. A lot of the rear fanged venomous snakes have, instead of like the the usual venomous snake thing of having like hypodermic needles will have just fangs mm. with grooves in them that don't actually sorry Lucia is going between your oh that's fine she'll be fine <laughs> so there's not much there for her to tackle anyway that's a lie um, <laughs> but they're really uh, a cute little species aren't they beautiful yeah like she's... when they play dead as well they fart no. <laughs> they, let this, they let this kind of uh, horrible stink out of them um, it's like a must and it's rotten it is I was actually going out the other night to the feckin' pub and I saw um, one of my king snakes uh. was just after shedding. And you know me, I'm very proud of my animals. And I was like, oh my God, that's a beautiful looking animal. Just after a shed, it's gorgeous looking, black and white. And I took her out, put her on my arm to have a nice photograph and she sprayed me with most... <laughs> never done it before, ever. And I washed everything. I took her off, changed all my clothes. But I sat down beside my mates and they were like, what's the story? 
Do you fart or something? And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I had to keep running out of the toilet. It was so bad. It was like I'd been sprayed by a skunk. I didn't know they could do that. Yeah, Where does the spray come from? Their, their arse. It's oh, basically, right. yeah, it's basically a gland that they have in their backside. Right. And it's just... So, uh, yeah, mad. Right, now talk to me about getting the ride on. Snakes. Oh, happen? snakes, yeah. So the, 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 the males would combat with each other. Different species have different things, but generally it's kind of a wrestling match between the males. Like the adders in England will have this kind of competition where they wrap each other around each other and kind of try and see who can go the highest, basically pushing the other male down and going up high. A lot of snakes will do that. A lot of cobras and all will do that. It's this kind of competition to show off to the females who the strongest is. Probably comes from when they were back in the day would have been battling to the death, but it's evolved into this more display. No one gets bitten. They just show off, see how, how well they do. The males have two hemipenes, which is two mickeys. Whee! So <laughs> then they all have these mad shaped willies, like they're crazy. They're like some of them are, are like these exploding star shapes and wow. crazy. So they can they can mate either side of the female, uh, which is very interesting. Where's the genitalia? The inside for the males. So if you're sexing snakes, which end of it though? Well, the arse end of it. <laughs> yeah, then where the hips are. Where, the, where we were looking at those. Uh, yeah. Hey, you have to yeah. ask these things. I, yeah, I, suppose, I don't take yeah, these things for granted. True. I take I take everything <laughs> for granted, and it is. I shouldn't be doing it. But uh, the if you're looking to sex a snake, you use a thing called a probe. So sexing a snake basically is like to see if it's a boy or a girl. So you'll get your probes depending on the size of the snake or different species and then you push the probe very gently in through its vent which is the opening where everything comes in and mm-hmm. out they're kind of like boards that way they have just one vent for everything and if it goes in very far it's a girl if it doesn't go in very far it's a boy because his <whistles> are blocking okay. your, your probe so yeah it's it's a fairly handy way of doing it and reproduction then when, she, when the female is pregnant depending on the species of snake most snakes will lay eggs. Mm. Some are live bearers and some will retain eggs inside them until late stages and either have the bird inside them, kind of like our common lizard does in Ireland, or they'll retain the eggs inside them, kind of incubate them a little bit and then lay them in compost heaps like grass snakes do in England. Mm-hmm. So they give their eggs a little head start. Their eggs are very leathery. They're not like the eggs you t- typically think of. They're like a tube mm. with a rounded off edge. Oh, right. Um, very le- very le- well it depends on the side like I mean you can imagine like the bigger snakes like have these uh, kind of like two golf balls or three golf balls in a row that size and then the smaller snakes are just like matchboxes mm. kind of size you know and, and then it, it, it's, it's again it's very species specific but uh, some of them some of the uh, the big borms are very protective the big Python. Burmese pythons yeah they're, they're, they're very protective mothers are they'll wrap around the eggs and they'll vibrate and oscillate their body to create heat so they're able to like generate these heat and protect the eggs until they hatch out mm. uh, and then the kids are kind of on their own from them mm. but when a snake is born if it's a constrictor or if it's venomous it's ready to rock and roll from the get go mm-hmm. fully ready to um, predate on whatever Mm. can fit in its little mouth now I want to go back to the mechanics of this I'm still not sure about it so how do they actually copulate oh yeah well so the male will basically chase the female around (laughs) it's very interesting to watch kind of like a Saturday nights in coppers or something like you know or in <laughs> the last night the last hour of the nightclub the males chase the female around and 
um, if she's impressed or if she's willing, he'll move up beside her and basically lock his tail around hers and then the hemipene will go in and then he'll pump some sperm into her and she can retain, depending on the snake again, but some snakes can retain sperm for up to five years. Wow. Yeah, and then use it as conditions improve. So they're great survivors. God. Yeah. How long do they stay in whatever you want to call it? In uh, gravid. Gravid? Yeah. No, how long do they stay locked together? Oh, uh, well, it can be for hours. Uh, it depends again on yeah. species. And stuff, but uh, yeah, it can go on for a long time. Sometimes the males are quite shy about mating with females if you're trying to breed them in captivity. But if you feck another male in with them, they get the horn like mad. They're just like, oh God, you know what I mean? <laughs> the competition, that sperm competition kicks in. Yeah. Yeah, it's mad. And speaking of, like we were talking about earlier on about some of the cool things they can do, like unlocking their jaws to swallow mm. things. There's actually a species of snake called the egg-eating snake. And it can completely unhinge its jaws, of, uh, well, stretch them out like most snakes. And swallow eggs whole. But you wonder how it cracks the eggs when it goes down. On its spine, it's evolved these actual uh, spores that poke down inside its body from its spine. And then it uses its muscles to rub the egg off that no. thing and it'll crack it inside. Swallows all the yolk mm. and then it has a valve that closes where it can pump the eggshell out wow. of its of its mouth, not its arse now, out its mouth. God. So then it gets this, all this nutrition. It's an African oh. species of snake, so there's lots of ground nesting boards, lots of food for it to eat. So yeah. It's One of them showed up in Ireland in a car, really? believe it or not. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. It was it, a mechanic contacted uh one of my colleagues in the HSI and she went down and collected um, the HSI is the Herpetological Society of Ireland. Ireland yeah sorry and we she went down and collected and we couldn't believe it was an egg eating snake so God. how it got there I don't know but yeah snakes wow. are incredible incredible uh, stowaways and escape artists yeah. and Xerxes here is so charming like he's just sniffing around tongue is flicking out he's looking at us and he's going just gently around his enclosure he's, he's a lovely snake he's gorgeous now do you want to see it? think of I, I picture this I want you to picture it just after the dinosaurs disappeared off the face of the earth okay now imagine something like Xerxes maybe a little bit rounder uh, probably more greenish but 40 foot long wow possibly 60 foot long and the dinosaurs have disappeared mm. the snakes and the reptiles have survived the great mass extinction the mammals are they're starting to come out and get bigger but there's lots of massive crocs and massive turtles around and the snakes decide I'm going to have a bit of that dinner and they start getting bigger and bigger and bigger and in 2009 we found uh, we found not me personally but you know scientists <laughs> uh, people found um, the vertebrae of a snake species in Colombia and they called it Titanoboa 40 to 60 foot long basically like a giant anaconda or a boa species probably semi-aquatic would have eaten gigantic crocodiles head forced crushing them to death so that's basically the snake the, the length of a bus wow so yeah an incredible animal to, to envision in your head 
it's creeping around the jungle. So yeah. Well, not that it's not creeping. That's. <laughs> that's but out yeah, there. And that's it, amazing. Yeah. So yeah, when I when I first read about Titanoball, I was blown away because uh, that must have been some scary world to live in if you're uh, just just um, that kind of explosion and evolution after mm. the the gaps were left when the dinosaurs disappeared. Yeah. Now you did promise me you were going to show me how to or yeah. show this yeah, how you feed this snake. Yeah. Don't send me home disappointed. No. Oh God. When was the last time he was fed? So it would have been about a week ago. Okay. Yeah. So you have thawed out mice. You're yeah. picking them one up in a long forceps. So I'm going to open that door here. Let's see. You're dangling it in front of the snake. He's getting interested. Tongue is flicking out. You're sort of poking him on the nose with it, or he's he's, he's, he's looking. Again. He's looking for it. Hang on. And the snake, the it's just dangling and dangling. He's definitely looking for it. His tongue yeah. is flicking in and out. Head is moving around. <gasps> Jesus! He just grabbed him there, and now he's he's in. Um, he he's wrapped around him. Force, he ripped the tail out. Oh my god! That's right. You're holding the tail, and this tied so out mouse. So I'm going to give it a little jiggle. To, to make it seem like it's alive yep and you see the squeeze is going on there oh my god uh, you can, he's really squeezing yep there's no life in, the, in that mouse no, but there's not. squeezing the, the juices out of him yeah it's wow. mad yeah so he's got him in his jaw and then the rest of his coils are sort of wrapped around it's a smaller mouse so he won't he won't now can you hear the tube going no what he was he was having a big breath there all right but um, if that was a bigger now a rat or something like that, yeah. it would have wrapped a bit more coils. So they'll they'll throw as many coils around as they need to. Yeah. Which is again very efficient. Yeah. Memnock. Who's that now? That's another snake. It's a black one. So Memnock is called after the devil from uh, Anne Rice's <laughs> novels. Memnock's getting. <gasps> Memnock he just is grabs a crazy snake, isn't he? Like he's, he didn't even hesitate to no. grab that mouse. And so he's, he's a Mexican black king snake who are notorious. Oh, he's, left uh, him. he's dropped him. Yeah, well, it's he's still going after the movement. So okay. you'll find him again. You'll just you'll taste him out. He's a um, lovely snake. He's like a. He is a beautiful snake, but one of those animals that just unfortunately was never cared for properly when he was younger. Mm. Again, a rescue that was found. So. Um, there's a lot of snakes that I've taken on and rehomed, Sorry. given to people. No, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You have to be careful with your hands. Okay, we have another. Whee. You're feeding another snake there. That, what type of snake is that now? That's a children's python. Children's python? Yeah. For Beautiful. kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they call them that. But There's yeah, another it's uh, snake. frozen mouse disappeared into Gone. some coils. Gone. And here's another one. Where's that one going? And this is going to uh, Arthur here. Arthur, the small... Arthur is a rat snake that showed up right. in Guinness's. All right. Um, for some reason, he was either a pet or a stowaway. Is he also a constrictor? Yep. yep. I'll just leave that there. He's a bit shy. He always gets shy when people are in here. Aww. I don't think he likes ladies. Is that why you called him Arthur? That he because he turned up in Guinness's. Yeah. Oh, hang on now. Look, your man. Okay, so Xerxes has uncoiled and he's got the small mouse in his jaw. Yeah, and he's, and starting, he's to starting to swallow, to swallow see the, yeah see the way he's walking his jaws forward people it's hard to describe they can't chew yeah so there's no macerations there's yeah. no there's no chewing that we would you'd have in mammals yeah so basically what he's doing is he's unhinged his jaws now mm-hmm. and each one of them can move independently see the back yes. ones that they're moving forward yes. like you'd put one foot in front of the other yes and as he does that 
his river, his fangs and his teeth are pointing backwards, uh-huh. and they draw each time he pulls on his jaws. It draws the mouth into his in, into his mouth more mm. and more. And he's just he's contorting into these gorgeous shapes, like he's almost sitting up on his coils. Yeah, if we get very lucky, you'll see um, you'll see the tube coming out the side of the mouth as well. So he's still still the mouth is still dangling, and very slowly it's being drawn back into his mouth. Now you see around his mouth as well all those pits. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, heat heat sensitive pits. Oh, and some of the pythons and boas and especially the venomous snakes like the the vipers, they have these super sensitive pits that can spot heat, like bats if they're in a cave or mice or rats that are passing by, and they're able to nail them in complete darkness. Wow. So it's another weapon to their arsenal. They yeah. basically see like predator. Yeah. You know, that kind of a heat gradient. Mm-hmm. So he, um, Xerxes had, he was holding the what was left of the tail, but now the mouse is going in backwards and mm-hmm. his jaws are almost up to the back of the mouse's head. Yeah. You can see it's going in. Now, it's very strange that you'd see a, a mouse going in backwards. Captive bred reptiles <laughs> haven't had to yeah. deal with... Um, the fur going in the, the other direction and, and, claws and, and, and also that's quite a small mouse yeah. so it's not difficult for him to uh, to swallow but as a rule you would never see a not never but you'd rarely see a snake swallowing a, yeah. a, a prey item backwards so they don't chew so it gets to the stomach and then is it just digestive okay, dissolved so yeah here's the cool thing as well about snakes so you might have um, you might have uh, a snake that hasn't eaten in a long time yeah Oh, bang, straight away. Just fed another one. What was that? So that's a garter snake. Okay. I call them my raptors because they look like the raptors from uh, <laughs> they do actually. Jurassic Park. Yeah. They really are. Very charismatic little creatures. But oh, take the hand off you. Right. Um, I said that and you stood back. <laughs> Here, put your face up to this. This animal that will take the hand off you. Um, yeah, so snakes. Feed another one there now. Yeah. Boom. See the way if they miss, they'll go for anything. That's why you need that long tongue. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, there's the tube. There's a muscular tube oh. at the bottom. Watch. You'll see it coming out the side. Oh yeah, I see a tube coming out. So that's the... Wait, wait you see now. And you'll see the, bre- the breath being taken. There you ah. go. Isn't it amazing? It's like sticking out the... Yeah. Uh, and as that gets further down now, you see it's swallowing it the right way. Don't you stick your head away. We're trying to put you on radio for everyone to see through the yeah. medium of podcast. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's amazing, incredible. So he's, this 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 uh, mouse is going in head first. Yeah, it's going in the right way. So yes, yeah, sorry, I keep getting distracted by my snake. By your so feeding. They um, the snake has. Oh look, Xerxes snake. The he's, he's oh it's gone. gone. Yeah, we'll give him another one in a bit. Um, a snake say it hasn't eaten in a month. Its heart and its liver and its its lungs are all shrunken down. It's reserving its energy. It's using one-fifth of the energy we would be doing, basically chilling out, smoking a cigar, watching the world go by. Not literally, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's just very relaxed. It decides it's going to eat, or a prey item comes across it, and it nails it. When it swallows the prey and it goes down in the stomach, the heart increases inside, the liver starts to function again, and the digestive juices start dissolving the, the prey item. Right. All that's left from everything they eat it's this white um, it's like a giant board dropping 
imagine a bow dropping but a lot bigger so you have the white and the brown the brown is just hair and teeth everything else is digested Man. so they are incredibly efficient uh, they just dissolve everything in those stomachs of there hmm. they get all their calcium and all their nutrients from everything down to the bones of, of the creature the only thing they can't digest as I said is the enamel on the teeth and the hair huh. it's crazy yeah I have to admire their efficiency <laughs> he's looking for more food there now he's just looking up at us now and he's moving around yep he's like come on da Look, give me more. He is lovely. He's very, very, very nice. He's a great snake. He does a lot of um, school talks and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, he's well used to getting... <laughs> he's well used to getting... He's an orator. Exactly, yeah. But... Uh, that, just, that just conjured up all sorts of nice images. Yeah. So he's used to the attention. He's very used to the attention. So, yeah, snakes. there you go. So, snakes... What did you think of that? Oh, I hope I uh, might have changed your view on them. And well, I've always liked snakes, so you didn't. You? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. Pretty no, cool I like animals. snakes. I like what we'll snakes. do is, I am definitely going to get somebody down from the Venom Lab to talk to you. About, um... Another thing, if you're listening to this, thank you very much, because it's been brilliant since we started in December. We can't believe the numbers of people that are actually listening and yeah. enjoying it. We've loads of good stuff coming up. And also, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. Any questions you have or yep. any episodes you'd like us to do. Yep. If we don't know it, we know somebody who does know it. <laughs> we'll, exactly. we'll get in contact with them and we'll get them on the show. And please, uh, if, you, if you know anyone who likes animals or is into this kind of stuff, or even if they don't and you want to convert them, mm-hmm. turn them onto our podcast. Share the shit out of it and... Uh, yeah. Even we, if they only like swearing. Exactly. I was talking about various <laughs> animals' genitalia and giggling about it. So, yeah. All right. I think uh, next time we're going to be talking, hopefully, about either bees with my cousin or bats with, um, with a bat expert from Dublin. Lovely. Possibly neither, because you know us. <laughs> <laughs> we might just decide to do something on All leeches. Right. Leeches. We are going to do leeches. We have to do leeches. Oh my god, I went to buy a pet leech the other day no. online. You know how much they were looking for? How much? 200 euros. Fuck off. Yeah, and you know what? You have to feed it yourself. <laughs> Fuck that. It's like literally 200 euros to get sucked on by a leech. That sounds so bad. <laughs> it sounds like a typical Saturday, Saturday night. night. Oh, yeah, come exactly. on. <laughs> right, let's get the fuck out of here. Right, there's all sorts of stuff.